0: Well, hello, my wonderful Preaching to Acquire listeners. It has been a long time since I put out a new podcast, and I promise I did not mean to leave you hanging all summer long, but it has been quite the roller coaster. So I want to kind of tell you where I'm at, how our school is reopening, some thoughts I've had about handling it kind of personally, and some ideas I have to maybe take the pressure off of yourselves a little bit, especially if you're in the same situation I'm in, and just some words maybe of encouragement or maybe maybe giving you permission, I know that sounds crazy, to to let go of some things. So right after I released my last podcast episode, I served on my school's committee for coming up with reopening plans. So I teach in a public charter school that is authorized by the public school district. And so we normally follow what the district does with their plans, their closures for snow days and everything like that. And we wanted to come up with a plan that would make sense for us because depending on what the rest of the district did, their plan may not work for our specific school. So we met in June for about a week, and we came up with ideas for um, online learning. We came up with ideas for half in-person and half virtual learning at the middle school level. And I'm only going to address the middle school level because that's the majority of students I teach. Um, And then we also came up with maybe a few changes and things that would need to be put in place if for some reason we were able to return back to full capacity with every student being in school in person every day. I want to preface this podcast because I'm going to share my raw, vulnerable feelings with you all by saying that I want nothing more than to be back in school with my students like before, like six months ago. And I actually was recently in my school building, in my classroom, for a, I was having some pictures taken and I almost started crying because I was looking at the room, the room full of desks, all of our shared materials, the supplies that we use, um, the games I have, the fun activities we do, and it all just flooded over me that the last time I was able to do that with my students was in early March, and it breaks my heart. And so I want to preface this episode by that. If you're listening to this thinking, well, you know, she doesn't want to do her job or she doesn't want that. That would be false information. I want nothing more than to be with all my kids. And I can tell you every single teacher that I've been talking to during the summer and I've seen comment on it wants that exact same thing as well. So it was announced today that our school district and the Board of Education voted to approve starting the school year in a hybrid fashion. What this means currently, and again, by the time you listen to this episode, things may be totally different, but what that means at the moment for my teaching situation at the middle school level is that students which are normally in classes of 25 will be split in half And they will come on an A-B schedule day. So if a student is in 7A, they will come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on A weeks. And if they're in 7B, they'll come on Tuesday and Thursday during A weeks. And then on a B week, the B students would have school three days a week, and the A students would have it two days a week. And... Then on the days that they're not in school, they would be doing um, some virtual learning for some of the classes that they're losing that face-to-face time with that they, they need kind of to do some more work um, to get some more content covered. It was also announced that face masks are going to be required of all students and all teachers within the district. Some of the challenges that are presented um, are busing. We're going to be needing twice as many buses as we normally would, and we are already um, strapped for bus drivers at our with the company that we contract from. So that's going to create another problem. Um, I have concerns about equity. Um, If if we're requiring masks, are we also going to be providing them for students? And I'm sure a lot of these questions that I have remaining in my head and that are just swirling around and have been since March will be answered in the coming weeks. We don't start school. Our first day is August 31st with students. And so there is a lot that could change in the next month. And I just want to share with you where my heart is at now, some thoughts that I've had that could help you. Um... And just some ideas for, for getting through this and not being too hard on ourselves. So first of all, I really want to recommend to you Tina Hargaden's curriculum that she is releasing this year. If you go to her Teachers Pay Teachers store, she is creating curriculum materials for free for, let me see, French, German, Spanish, English. Um, I believe there's going to be even maybe some Japanese or Chinese, Italian, quite a few languages will be available eventually. They're not already now. Um, And they're going to be rolling out as the year goes on. Um, And this curriculum has resources created based off of her Stepping Stones or her Beyond Year One, Year One and Beyond book, um, that is how I've been teaching this last school year. And what's so awesome about it is that it can easily flow between in-person instruction because you could still use these resources on a projector or on a smart board in your classroom, Um, hybrid, so in and out of school, and also all online because it's all online materials and ready-made, and they're ready to go, and they're modifiable. Most of them are modifiable depending on what you want students to do. So if you haven't checked that out yet, I would highly recommend you check that out. Now, if you are a member of Tina Hargaden's Curriculum Club, you will be getting the paid version of this curriculum included with your subscription price. So it has all the bells and whistles and extra materials and extra content and extra resources for you. So everyone has access to the free one. It's going to be released all year long for free um, and you will have everything that you need kind of bare bones to get through um, the year in whatever situation is possible and the resources are created for you. So I'm super excited about that, and that takes 90% of the weight off of my shoulders because that allows me to just focus on how I'm going to implement and deploy these plans. Now, a lot of you might know already if you're, if you're friends with me on the internet, which is where I'm from, if you know the, the running joke, um, and if you don't, just ignore that I made that comment because it's going to sound crazy, but I had polyps removed from my vocal cords last August and I have been teaching with a microphone in my classroom this past school year and in this hybrid plan I will be teaching seven out of eight class periods in a row so my prep will be first hour and I'll teach seven out of eight class periods in a row and that will include students being in my classroom during lunch because they're not able to use the cafeteria space. So I have been thinking about how can I reduce the the pressure and the load that my voice is going to take on and I would encourage you even if you don't have vocal cord issues like I do <laughs> to really think about that because you could seriously damage your vocal cords by overusing your voice if you're not using your voice per- correctly and projecting your voice and all these things that I never knew until I went to speech therapy after my surgery and so I'm, I'm questioning how is how is a microphone going to work with my mask My voice is muffled in the mask. I can't put the microphone under the mask. I have this shield that I bought, the humanity shield, that has like fabric hanging down from it, but I don't know if that's going to offer me as much protection, and maybe I could use the microphone with that. So these are all the things going through my head, right? So I have decided that I am going to pre-record the guided oral input section of my classes every day, even if we're in person. And so what that means is, for those of you that aren't familiar with Tina Hargenden's daily lesson framework, the guided oral input section is when I'm speaking in the target language, delivering the new content every day. And it makes up about 10 to 15 minutes of every normal-ish length class period. So if, for example, lesson one is all about the teacher. So I'm going to record. I teach four levels of Spanish, and I've decided there's no way I'm going to be recording four levels three times a week, like 12 videos every week is too much for me. I'm not going to be able to sustain that. So I'm going to use the same video for fifth and sixth grade, and I'm going to use the same video for seventh and eighth grade. And that way I only have to record two videos for each class or for each each day that I have the kids. Um, But what's really awesome about the daily framework and the materials that Tina has created is that there are ways to level up and down the language in other parts of the lesson. So I'm going to pre-record the heart of the lesson. For example, lesson one is all about your teacher. So I would pre-record a 10 to 15 minute video of me talking about myself. And then as the lesson continues... I will do that live in class. So when I'm in the classroom, I'll pull the video up on my, my interactive touch screen TV. I will hit play. It will allow me to rest my voice for a minute. But the advantage of doing that in person is that if I can see the student's eyes, we always say teach to the eyes, right? That's gonna be really essential. If I can see in their eyes that there is some confusion or misunderstandings happening, I can pause the video and I could add a couple, couple more pieces of information or comprehension checks and everything like that. But I will also be able to rest my voice for 10 or 15 minutes, and that's over 70 minutes every day that it will give my voice extra rest time, which I need desperately. So then after that, You review what just happened in the video. That's called the Scaffolded Oral Review. So I can modify how I review with students to make sure I'm matching and challenging their their appropriate level of proficiency. The shared writing where we do write and discuss. And if you're not familiar how to do that, you can go back to my episode in the How What series and listen to me describe how I do write and discuss. And if we're in person, I will be doing write and discuss like I normally would with a document camera and writing it out by hand. If we end up online, I will be still doing that, but just sharing my screen or I'll use canva, which is free for educators by the way, the pro version. Look up canva for education. It's awesome. Um, I will use canva otherwise if I'm not writing by hand. And so the the us writing together, I'm able to obviously level that input and that that language to the level that's appropriate for their class and then the last step of the lesson framework is student application and assessment where students are able to apply their learning so basically if I'm asking them to interpret or um, to output the language I can choose specific strategies that make the most sense for that class. So that's kind of how I'm planning to do my lessons. So I would encourage you to maybe record as much as you can if that's allowed. Um, it will also require you to speak less and spray droplets less and all of that. And I think anything that can require less less respiratory droplets flying out anywhere or sneaking out through a mask is good news. Um, So that's one thought I had. I also was thinking about special person interviews and how it would be really easy to pre-record some of that information. Now, I guess it would be more like special person reports, because I wouldn't be having a live conversation with a student in class. But what I had thought of doing is at the beginning of the year, I could give them either a slideshow to fill in that already has the questions in it, or a Google form. And then I will have them also send me pictures from their life that goes along with the questions I'm asking them. So if I'm asking them, you know, how many pets they have, they could include pictures of their pets or how many siblings they have, they could include a picture of their family and everything like that. So I'm going to have them do that at the beginning of the year. Why? Because at any point we could move to completely online, and that would be a really easy thing for me to do, would be to pull up a slideshow, put in the pictures of the student, and talk about their life and describe their student to them. That would be a really easy filler day, or um, even almost like a sub, a sub day. You know, if I have to be out of the building for some reason, I could pre-record this video describing classmates, and I could provide that for the substitute. So that's one thought that I had. I also um, have thought about if I need to rest my voice more um, using dreaming in Spanish videos. And I know there's some other resources out there for different languages as well. But I could use that as the guided oral input section of a class. And then I could right after I play Pablo's video, I could, you know, review it with the students, we could write about it together, we could read through the text that we just wrote, and then I could do some sort of a formative assessment or an um, application activity with them as well, but that would allow me to rest my voice too. So maybe you can start thinking outside of the box a little bit to take some of the pressure off of yourself. I know a lot of you aren't gonna be seeing your students as often, Um, neither am I, and, I just, I want to get into what I think is probably the most important part of what I want to share with you today is to give yourself grace. Um, I've seen a lot of teachers commenting because I am a curriculum club coach and we have about, um, we have over 500 members in one of our Facebook groups and I see a lot of teachers worrying about the ground they're going to cover and what they're going get, to get done this year. And I still want to encourage you to think that Even though we've had a little more time to prepare and to think through how to do all this kind of hybrid online remote learning better, that it doesn't change the student's situations at home. It doesn't mean that their home lives have gotten better. In fact, they may have gotten worse. They may have lost a family member or a friend to this. They may have had a parent or someone else in their family lose a job and go through financial struggles. All of that is coming into play in addition to the normal everyday struggles that our students have. And so remembering to prioritize building that positive community and those positive relationships I think is going to be key for me. And if there are days that we just need to sit and talk for 10 minutes in English because there's something going on or they need to talk or I need to talk, that's gonna happen. I'm gonna let that be because Prioritizing our humanity and our feelings and our mental health needs to happen during this time. I know that I've been stressed like crazy. Probably why I haven't come to make an episode for you is I don't feel like I can just talk about school like normal, which is why I wanted to come here and share my heart with you today. You know, it's just, obviously, if there are certain requirements you need to meet or expectations you need to meet, you know, those things, yeah, you do need to prioritize those some. But I really feel like maybe some discussions need to be had with the people who are holding you accountable for meeting those benchmarks about the reality of the situation. And, you know, the students using this curriculum that Tina has created, again, check out her CI Liftoff store on Teachers Pay Teachers, they're going to get plenty of rich input and content that I don't need to race through it or try to shove things into a lesson that doesn't prioritize us as people first. And what I mean by that is, you know, if I'm reading the room and the kids are just not feeling, learning about this historical person, you know what, maybe we'll take the day and we'll just tell a funny story or we'll do a story asking and make up a story, there are, there are times that you can take those breaks from what's normal and, and meet the needs of your students while also maintaining the target language use as well. And I, so I just want you to show yourself some grace, um, understand that you're not going to be able to control everything. Unless you have the ability to and the means to quit your job, um, if you're being asked to go back to person in person instruction, you know there are certain things you can do to make yourself safer, and there's some things you don't have control of, um, and so trying to pr- frame those in your mind, um, deal with the idea that. There may be some tragic situations happening. That's one thing I've struggled with for the last two weeks is I've been feeling like I'm pre-grieving. I don't know if that's possible because it it doesn't feel like just being fearful or anxious to me. Um, I'm actually going through like the grief process of the idea that someone I may know, a student, a student's family member, a staff member, could get very, very sick and have lifelong consequences of this disease or they could die from it. Um, And I hope that if things were to get bad enough that we will go 100% virtual. And I hope that the county and that the district and the people who have the power to make that decision will prioritize safety and people's lives over other things that are being considered. But what can I do? I can wear a mask. I can wear my shield. I can maintain that social distance. I can enforce the expectations in my classroom. I can explain why the expectations are so important. I can possibly think about not eating while I'm at school. Due to the fact that I would be requ- I would have to take my my mask off um, and if students are eating in the room with their masks off too that can create an issue so maybe making sure I'm packing that big breakfast that I can eat before students get there and packing a snack that I can eat right after school um, so there's so an and, and cre- you know creating those videos um, figuring out the way to easiest teach this instruction online or in person or making that transition to online from in person and um, all of those things. But the biggest thing, and I'm sorry that it took me 20 minutes into this episode to get to this, the biggest thing that I want to encourage you to do is make yourself a priority. Take care of yourself. We're bad at doing this in real life. And I know you moms out there and dads probably are even worse at doing this in real life. I don't even have kids as an excuse to distract me from taking care of myself, and I'm still bad at this. Sorry, I didn't mean that as an excuse. They are a good reason. But I still think you need to take care of yourself, even if you have children. So for me, what taking care of myself looks like, it looks like waking up early in the morning, reading my Bible, doing my Start Today journal, which is where I do some goal setting and practice gratitude. It looks like me getting up, doing my workout, and it looks like me meal prepping every week so that I have healthy food, ready to eat, and I don't have any reason to drive through the fast food restaurant or go to that, um, frozen Stouffer's mac and cheese in my freezer that I absolutely love and adore and keep in there as a treat sometimes. So, you know, maybe it looks like for you taking walks, maybe it looks like reading a book, maybe it looks like meditating, maybe it looks like yoga, um, whatever it is that you have found. And hopefully you've, you've taken some time this summer to figure out what that is that fuels your soul, because if you're not taking care of yourself, and I know everyone says this, but especially this year, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be able to, to feed into anyone else and to, to pour into them. I know it's a cliche statement, but, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think more than ever, that's going to be this year. If I'm in person with these kids, there is going to be enough uncomfortable, strange situations, anxiety, worry, um, emotion, anger, possibly frustration. um, Because I imagine many of my students are going to be coming from households that didn't maybe practice a lot of mask wearing during the summer and they may not feel that they need to wear one, but they're being forced to and that creates a whole nother issue. And so the last thing that I want to be is that really grumpy and crabby person that says things out of impatience and frustration because I'm not getting enough sleep, because I'm not eating well and I'm not having enough energy, because I'm not working out and feeling good and having those endorphins flowing. So, just knowing that self care is not selfish, that you need to, as they say, put your own oxygen mask on first before helping others. Come up with a plan now. Don't wait till you've already started school. I do beach body workouts. Shout out to any other beach body fans. Um, I'm doing a workout program called MBF right now, Muscle Burns Fat, and there's an advanced version of it that comes out on August 17th. Guess what that means? The second week of that program is going to be my in-service week. I'm making it a priority. The third and last week of that program is going to be my first week of school. I'm making that exercise program a priority. It's a -a seven-day-a-week program. I know what exercise or what workout I'm going to be doing what days. It's on my calendar. Sure, if something comes up and I have to move it or I have to delay it by a day or two, no big deal. But having a plan in advance, kind of like front-loading things for yourself is super helpful. So I just really want to encourage you, show yourself some love, take care of yourself. Um, I'm thinking about you. I'm in the same boat as you. We're all in this together. Let's stick together. Let's, let's help each other figure out the easiest and best way to get through this. And I am hoping that I'm going to be hearing from a lot of teachers saying that that they're feeling pretty good about the teaching going into this year, at least, especially with Tina's materials that she has created and releasing for free. And while there's not a lot of things we can control, that we're feeling good about the pieces that we can. And then giving the rest to whatever you believe in. I believe in God. I'm going to give it to God because that's that's what my faith that's what my faith tells me. That's what I believe in. Um, whether, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, try to let that go. Um, and, and release that, release that stress, release that energy as much as you can and continuously remind yourself that it's not all your burden to carry. So I love you guys. I hope you're safe. I hope you will continue to stay safe and I hope to hear from you soon.